You chopped lately? Chop? You chopped, bro? Like, v- v- have you chopped those pubes, bro? <laughs> I was trying to start a new thing. Does chopped work? No, that, no, that word that makes doesn't work. Me, in that context, mm-hmm. so uncomfortable. Okay, what about um, what about uh, uh, when you, when you lawnmower? It's like you, you skull something. You can skull it too. No, where no. You, no, where are you getting I'm these? I'm trying words? to come up with different I've never words. Skulled the lawn. Okay, Adam, um, what are you talking about? I'm talking about um, different words we can use instead of just trim. Right? So here, here's what I got. Here's what I got on synonyms. <laughs> There's a good re- And it turns Cut out we this. use trim for a good reason. We could cube. Can we cube with Manscaped? Absolutely not. Can we dice with Manscaped? Please no. Can we mince with Manscaped? Sure hope not. Can we hash with Manscaped? No! Can we hew with Manscaped? M- maybe. Maybe split? Do we want to split? No, definitely. I like this one. Cleave. No! Cleave, cleave your, your, your genitals. Where did this Anyway, don't do any from? of that. Manscaped.com. Promo code DANGLE. 20% off. Free shipping. Adam has lost his voice and his mind. Cleave it, baby! The Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Canada's Sportsbook. S-D-P-P. The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Hey, I, I got to tell you, it's nice to have a fully slept Steve Dang with us today. Fully, fully slept? Yeah, like as in, like you have you have actually had a full night's rest. You weren't up late doing, you know, uh, Western Conference games. Time? Oh, man. you've been tired for the last two months. Oh, I don't remember exactly. <laughs> exactly, dude. It's been uh, having the last what three nights off. What a spoiled boy. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, very nice. Um, obviously, uh, lots to get to today, including previews of uh, both conference finals. Um, but, of course, uh, we would be remiss if we did not talk about first uh, one Jason Spezza, who, mm. you know, I think um, it was so nice to see. First off, CJ nailed it. A couple weeks ago, he said he would be, uh, he said he would be back, but in a front office role. Mm -hmm. Staying not as a player. But the thing that hurt me the most, I loved that he's staying. What I hated was him talking about, he said, I, he said it it hurts to not be in the lineup every day Mm -hmm. and it hurts to um, not win a Stanley Cup. Mm. He's talking about, he's like, I devoted my life to hockey and to not be able to be a champion as a player. He's like, maybe I get one as an executive. I don't know if it'll be the same. And I was like, oh, Spats. Like, like I don't know if it'll be the same. Um, maybe it'll be better. I don't know. I made and, and sure to check this with CJ. If he wanted to come back before the trade deadline, he could. Oh. <laughs> he could. So you could just sign him? You could. <coughs> he absolutely really? could. Man, that would be a heck of a, a heck of a signing. Sure would. Emergency guy. The thing was, I think, you know, what he said was, <sighs> He wasn't making the lineup every day, and it's hard for him to lead and be authentic in the way that he's a leader if you're not contributing every night. And I get that. I get that. It makes sense. It's sort of, uh, well, and it's interesting because like a few of the Leafs, like big leader rah-rah guys are sort of fringe lineup dudes now. Mm-hmm. Him and Wayne Train. Yeah. Right? But we still so, don't have an answer on yet for next season. No. We don't. He's under contract. He is under contract, and he's likely not going anywhere and likely not retiring. So I guess all we're looking for is, will he be on waivers in September? Ugh. That's essentially all we're looking for. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where we get there. Someone 
put together a compilation of all of Spetz's, some of his best goals as a Leaf. And it hurts me how many of them have no fans in the stands. Oh. But at least he got, man, he's actually been a Leaf for longer than I thought. He got a little bit of Mm pre-COVID fans in the stands and a little bit of this year fans in the stands. And I'm glad that he got to play in front of a packed Scotiabank arena. Joe Thornton played in front of 500 home Leaf fans total. Total. Wow. His entire time as a Leaf. Yeah. Which I was also reminded he was a Leaf from that compilation. Right. Mm -hmm. Like Jason Spezza played with Andreas Janssen. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't remember that. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember he was, that at all. He was here at the, in the dying days of the Mike Babcock era. Mm-hmm. He, well, well yeah. He we all of, know how that started. Yes. Sort of permanently yeah. tied to him. Oh, and 995 career points. Oh. Babcock's like, I thought he had Five four more. Short. Yeah. <laughs> no, four short. Four short. Sorry. Four short to have a nice round 999. My favorite thing about the whole retirement and Jason Spezza walking into the sun is that Dubis basically gave him an internship for Hold the on. next 13 to 14 months. Hold on. I just love that you said walking into the sun. I thought <laughs> that sunset. too. Yeah. Sunset. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the sun. No, he's not- the, phrase, the phrase still works. No. The sunset no. is the sun. The, you see, the, the metaphor is that. <laughs> The sun is setting on his career. His career has been a bright, sunny, beautiful day, and the sun is setting. And you're, and he's like you. It's like he, he literally shot himself into the sun, and he's going. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. No, I don't but know. like, if like he wouldn't be an executive, he would just be Ash. Yeah, yeah. that's his career. It's done. No, yeah. it's Garbigio. It's, it's Garbigio. Yes. Listen, is that the it's, right word? It's not. <laughs> Sorry. Is that the, is that the Italian word for that? or It's not. It's not. That's a little bit of, uh, what is it? Inglesio? I can't remember what it's yeah. called. It's it, basically. It's New fa- Jersey Italian. Yeah, fake, <laughs> fake Italian. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. We, I, so I briefly took Italian classes. And what? Yeah, I didn't do well in them. And uh, they taught us about, like, slang. And they're like, caro for car. And they're like, when the rest of the class is like, what's the real word? <laughs> And she goes, Machina. And I'm like, so not Caro at all then. <laughs> Caro. Caro, yeah. That's somebody no, who made that up. It's literally, it's, and most of the words we learn are essentially what people like would just be like, oh, pasta for soup. <laughs> it's Jesse's impression of Italian people, essentially. No, it's my impression of what I, when I watch The Sopranos, what oh, I think oh, is going yeah. on. Yeah. Which is, I mean, <laughs> is, is, is what it is. Speaking of Italian people, Jason Spencer. So, Jason Spetz's career is walking into the sun, is yes. all I'm trying to say. Yes. And what Dubas has done here <laughs> is that he's essentially given him an internship. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was so, so the, the quote that, that I thought was a lot of fun was Dubas said, whether it's scouting, whether uh, it ends up being player development, coaching, salary cap stuff, we want to give him the next 13 to 14 months to figure out and immerse himself into all facets of the front office and then determine what he's best at. Yeah. So Jason Spezza has an internship with the front office of the Toronto Maple Leafs for the next 13 to 14 months to just figure out what he wants to do with his life. And he That's deserves awesome. It. He deserves it. That is so cool. They should be paying him more than they did as a player. There's no yeah. there's no salary yeah. cap in this internship. Yeah. 100% <laughs> a million dollars. 100%. And then he can return at the trade deadline. And yes, absolutely. <laughs> I don't hate that narrative. I know, it's so cool. And you know what? If it gets him that five points to a thousand. Well, like think of how many like fringe veterans get traded for like a fifth, sixth, seventh round pick at the trade deadline. You could probably do worse than Jason Spezza, couldn't you? Probably. 
Probably. Yeah. You know, as I, what I always loved about him is he decided Toronto was where he wanted to end it and, 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 and be it. You hear this last, last part of his career. And, you know, basically that meant that if you claimed him on waivers, he'd just retire. Mm-hmm. And what I always thought would be funny is if, if you're a, a general manager for another team, um, you claim him, he retires and he just signs with the Leafs the next year. Cause he could have done that, right? Like he, you could have done whatever he wanted in theory. Uh, and, and I think, I mean, I think that's very cool. And it's, it's, you know, a guy got to live out the last, obviously they weren't dream seasons, no. you know, with first round exits and the fact that um, actually one of them wasn't even a first round exit. It was a play in exit. Right. And, um, and of course, you know, a lot of the time without fans, but you know, you see the reaction and Leafs Twitter can be a very dark place, mm. uh, but you see the reactions, Leaf fans on a whole, the old school, the new school, uh, the, the happy, the sad, the positive, the negative, everybody loves Jason Spezza. And it just it sort of makes me sad that we weren't able to get him earlier in his career. Yeah. Uh, now the Leafs organization was an absolute gong show when he was at his best. Uh, but the Senators sure were not. And the Dallas Stars sure were not. And boy, did he have a, like, you know, what he brought to Toronto was so much different than what he brought to those markets. Right. Toronto needed the leadership and the and the and the uh, the strength and the uh, courage and commitment and all the things that, you know, young players need to see from older players. When he was a young player in Ottawa, you know, he was seeing that from older guys, obviously Alfredson, but that Alfredson heatless special line was unfucking real. One of the best lines of the cap era. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was, they were unstoppable. And, mm-hmm. and it's a shame that Danny Heatley ultimately decided to end that uh, with the, with the trade request. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but Brian Burke had just taken over, I think in Toronto at that point. And somebody asked him, are you going to trade for Danny Heatley? He's like, I'd never trade for a player who requested a trade publicly. So that just sewered their uh, their return on that, blah, blah, blah. He was really critical of him. I just remember that quote for some reason. I don't mind that take. I don't mind that take either. I, I, don't, I think that's the correct way to run it. I, I, think, I think if you were to look at, at Heatley's departure from Ottawa, it wasn't good. Hey, so Danny, we're sending you to Edmonton, and they're going to give us a big bunch of stuff. Yeah. Hey, got news for you. No, you're not. <laughs> right. Is that what happened? Yeah. They were going to so- trade him to Edmonton? Yeah, and supposedly he said no to it. So not only did he request a trade publicly, he shot down uh, a trade. <laughs> right, and he went to San Jose, and I think Chichu was the return? He was part of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that. A, a, a post... 50-goal Chichu. Yeah, a my, yeah, no longer 50-goal Chichu, more yeah. like 56. Yeah, it was pretty... He, he was got pretty real good. close to 60, man. He Joe played. Thornton used to be a monster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so here's, here's what sucks. So... When they traded him, uh, the Sharks, um, the Sharks had they had him for his fifty-six goal year, his thirty-seven goal year, his twenty-three goal year, his twelve goal year, and then he played for Ottawa for sixty-one games and scored five, and that was it. Then he was in Binghamton. No, oh, yeah, bingo. bummer, right? He had a good shoot you, yeah, but oh. he had a great career in the KHL, like really, really good. Um, I think, I think it's one of those things where I think Sens fans are going to remember that run to the Stanley Cup Finals. Mm-hmm. That was special. Um, that was a great team, man. That it was, but it went up against like that Ducks team was insane. Yeah, like really, the the Pronger Pronger Niedermeyer is your first pair of defense. Yeah, That's, um, it's outrageous. Jaguar Jaguar was amazing. Get Get Slavin Perry Getzlav, at the top. Young Perry, yeah. uh, Brad May being like insane, like yep. a scary person. Uh, scary person. Somebody, indeed. somebody who never gets any credit, and I always feel like he should is Travis Moen from that team. Do you remember him? Third line center. Travis Moen. I want to say that it was it was Rob Niedemeyer, Travis Moen, and Sammy Paulson. Just de- mean to play. Like, oh, this sucks. I hate this. It was the 
the hockey men dream line. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I was fully on board with all that. Cause that's just, I, I don't know. I would read all that and be like, totally uh, back then. That was, was all like, there was one point of view allowed. Go out and get all those guys for a fifth <laughs> and they'll be fine. That was me. I was definitely one yep. of those people. Yeah. That was 2007. I was a teenager. Shut up. Um, and then, you know, Dallas, he, he was one of the, you know, it was him and um, Ben before Sagan showed up. Right. That was the, they were the big two. Oh, yeah. And, and then, you know, Sagan showed up and he, you see, you see Spets's career kind of fall off a little bit skill wise. I think they were asking probably too much of him. And given he was a his good role. playoff performer for them. He was, he was, yeah. I think, no, towards the end was what I mean is like he had a seven and a half million dollar cap hit. And he, they were asking yeah. him to be that. And he just didn't have that anymore. No. But I thought, you know, I remember when we, when we had, first had him here in Toronto, it was exciting. Mm-hmm. He said he'll play whatever role. And I remember I was still working for, I think I was still working for Leafs TV that first, um, that first game that he played and he was, he was scratched for it. And I remember, I think it was Jeff O'Neill at TSN 1050. We talked about it a little bit here, but I remember my opinion being, I don't remember how you guys felt, but I remember my opinion being, oh, well, like, he's a fringe guy. Like, yeah, it's not a big deal. But I, I think it was it not being the end of the world. It was the former players that were like, no, that's bullshit. And here's why. And that's why it's so great to have former players, right? Because the yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, you know, it was against the Ottawa. It was a big, it was a big deal. I think, you know, he could scratch the game Montreal, two. Montreal. No, was there, there was no. a scratch game two, wasn't there too? Game one was Ottawa. Wasn't it? Yeah. Usually they open the season against. Yeah, Montreal, game one where that when makes Jason, it so much worse. Game one when Jason Spezza was scratched, that was versus Ottawa. That was uh, his his supposed to be his return home. Uh, well, it was well, it was in Toronto. In and Toronto, he, and he had a bunch versus of, the old team, and yeah. he had a bunch of family in town, right? Yeah, obviously because yeah. they were from yeah. there. Yeah, and then he's playing his old team, and Babcock said no. That was like one of the first things Sheldon Keefe had to rectify when he came to town. Like Nick Shore wasn't in the lineup every night, but you're from Colorado, you play against Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Brooks. All right, you're not going to be in the lineup every night. You're from Winnipeg. You're going to play against Winnipeg. Nick Patan as well against Winnipeg. Nick, but yes, yes, yes. He yeah, and the to Jets. the coach's credit, on those nights, those players usually play harder. Yeah, you know, they they get up for those games because they have an extra motivation and they they hit the ice and you see like, oh yeah, that guy's out there. He's trying to show off for his family and all his friends who are. But guys, in the what if he's a, the reason at least like, all the time? What if he's a good pro? <laughs> Though, yeah, it's, it's, it's so it's a good pro. Guys, get up for the Toronto yeah. game. Yeah. They play a little, but they play above their abilities. Like they're amped for. Like it. Shifley stopped playing after they beat Toronto in the Stanley Cup earlier this season. It's exactly. yeah, kind of. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm, kidding. No, I'm no. kidding. But like, uh, yeah, I know. But none Adam, of the usual veteran benefit of the doubt went to Spence at all. No, for Adam, your question. I I remember we came on this show, and I think I defended Babcock at the time because I was like, "That's this is like he's he's barely in the lineup. Why why do we care? Why are we worried about this?" Yeah. yeah, but then in hindsight, like you said, having a guy like Jeff O'Neill explain it and be like, "No, this this stuff matters to them." Yeah. It also, it doesn't. Ma- it shouldn't matter in game one that we're playing the right guys in the lineup. We, we also play the hometown guy. We didn't know how good Spezza still was. No, yeah. we didn't. We had no idea. We didn't know. He was 34 points in 60 games last season. Mm-hmm. There was a moment, it was like around Christmas of that year, and I was like, man, we're really stupid. <laughs> like, well, this, how, guy's, this guy's still amazing. Who would have seen that? Yeah. Nobody foresaw that. I didn't know he still had that. Nobody knew that except for Keith, I guess. Yeah. Well, Keith didn't even know it going into the playoffs here when he didn't start with Spezza. Right. You know, Spezza was scratched, scratched uh, game one and two, or did he get it? Yeah. Up? Game one and two because it was Clifford and then Simmons and then Spezza. Right. Uh, yeah, Spencer didn't get in until game three. Yeah. Which is a shame. He should have been there and wanted to well, see and how it went. He has that big speech in game five, and it was the last it was the last NHL game he was ever a part of where his team won. Oh. <laughs> That's a bad way to oh, look at God, it. Oh, God. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate yeah. that one. I, oh, man. Uh, man. The Leafs, oh, no. uh, 
God, just what a bummer generator. But he has an opportunity to be a part of fixing it, right? Mm -hmm. And everyone's going to have their own unique look at it. Dubas has his own unique look at it as a GM. Keith has his own unique look at it as a coach. And Spezza knows that locker room pretty well. So I think he's probably going to end up being on the player development side of it. I would think so. I'd be scouting. I what mean, if he's like in literal player development, like like where he's working with the minors or the, the Marley Marnies, Marleys? I can't speak Marleys. Imagine he's working with the Marleys. Imagine you have a guy like Jason Spets who's made fifty million bucks in his career coming in and saying, "Here's how you do it." I'd perfect. listen. I'd fucking listen to that. Yeah, cool. Well, I'm Jason Spets's show, so maybe. Yeah, I think he's going to be GM of a different team. Do you? In, like within five years. No way. Yeah. AGM or GM of a... Di- I don't I know if he's, he's mean enough. Can I he be mean enough? AGM or GM of a different team in like five years. Ooh, Somebody's right. going to hire him. All right. Because there's not going to be a role for him with the Leafs unless he's assistant general manager to Dubas. But I think that's kind of filled up. I think somebody else poaches him. He's too good. You also don't too know smart. what guys are learning um, while they're playing. I remember Jody Shelley sort of telling the story like, he knew he was sort of in the twilight of his career and someone from some team he was with, let's say it was the Blue Jackets because he was with them most of the time, <laughs> um, was like, listen, you're not going to play forever. Do you want to learn some things? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yes, <laughs> yes, please. And that's how he sort of went down that path. And by the way, just to put a little bow on it, the Danny Heatley trade. Oh, God, give it to me. On September 12th, 2009, Danny Heatley and a 2010 fifth round pick to the San Jose Sharks. I don't think he ever played in the NHL. Uh, to Ottawa for Jonathan, or Ottawa gets Jonathan Chichu, Milan Mahalik, and a 2010 second rounder, a guy named Kent Simpson. Oh, Chichu Mal- and Mahalik's pretty good. Mahalik's a really good, yeah, that, Mahalik had an underrated career. So, obviously, we, we don't know the end of the New York Carolina series, which I think has been going on since before COVID. It's the longest <laughs> Most drawn out series. I think the only people that are enjoying this series are New York Rangers fans and Carolina Hurricanes fans. See, I think you're too hard on this series. Jesse, do you I think do. I'm too hard on this series? Yeah. You yeah, no, no, you don't. You're lying. I love this you're series. You're lying. Yeah, you hate love, this series. I love hockey. Judas that's really low score. <laughs> Judas Blake, not Jesse Blake. You guys are both way too hard on this series. Okay. I think I think the standard let's for name, round two is really high. Let's name one highlight. Okay. Uh, Gerard Gallant telling Tony D'Angelo fuck off. Okay, I like that. Okay, that's a highlight. Or no, he said shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I'm just... Th- okay. Shesterkin having three assists in the playoffs. Yeah, that's pretty sick. No, why, I, why are you being so mean to this I, I'm not mean to this year. I think what it is is that it feels like the hockey world has moved on and the series is not done. Right? Everybody, nobody, nobody is talking about the Eastern Conference third round. I know somebody's going to play Tampa, but it's, nobody's talking about it because the West is where the excitement's at. Yeah, like it doesn't. Yeah, we're, I, I, we're following, you know, the McDavid drama and you know the Kadri stuff. And can the Avalanche finally get something done? Can the Oilers finally get something done? Like, there's more at stake. Yeah. Whereas with Carolina, I mean, I know there's their fans are 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 like, come on, get us past the fucking second round, right? Oh, that's a tough summer ahead if they blow this. And the Rangers are like, we're happy to be here. This is great. Oh, they're <laughs> playing with house money. Yeah, it's awesome. They don't need to be here yet. No, they don't. And this is what's so exciting about it. Yeah. But with Tampa, with Tampa, I think, you know, I, I think you know what kind of series you're probably going to get, right? It, 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 it's the, also the 4-7 gap. 
Like it's rare to see that. What do you mean? Where a team sweeps and then uh, another team goes oh, to seven. Yeah. Can you yeah, tell yeah. me the last time Tampa Bay played a hockey game? Oh God. Yes, I was on my way home from Winnipeg Monday last week. What did, I don't even know what day today. Oh yeah, it was a week ago. It was last it was exactly week, week Monday, ago. May twenty third is the last time they played a hockey game. They won't play at least until. Uh, Wednesday. That's too big of a gap, man. A week in like I think two days. And Come it might, on. It might be Thursday because they might want to give a two two night rest to the uh, team. No, I no. Uh, they announced the schedules. So I'll bring it like up. like the yeah. Oilers are on their way to Colorado today, and the second round is still being played. Wow. Boo, boo. It Jesse. <laughs> You've it's, got mail. Yeah, it's just it's just his computer. It's okay. It won't even be in the recording. Yeah. Oh, it won't be. <laughs> no. Oh, that's why I reacted to it. I heard it and I thought it would be in the thing. No, no. Anyway. <laughs> I'm supposed to know. I came through my headphones. I don't know. I thought you know. I think I understand broadcasting and stuff, and I learn every day. I don't. <laughs> that's okay. It's right. It's like it's like our conversation from Friday. You know, you thought you knew editing, and then you handed it over to an editor, and you're yeah. like, oh, fuck, oh, <laughs> damn, I should have done this a long time ago. No, I think what it is, Steve, is that the way your brain works is that, that you know, we're, pay we're going- Pay attention to everything, but- Exactly. You pay, you soak everything in all at the same time. The uh, Eastern Conference Final will begin uh, Wednesday, June 1st, Tampa at- Carolina or New York. Wow. My brain is still adjusting to that not being a long time from now. And then, that's this Wednesday. That's two <laughs> days coming from Wednesday. Now. And yes. Tampa still doesn't get to know until tonight where they're flying. Yep. Wow. Oh, and they're the road team. Yeah. That's so weird. Ah, uh, no, not necessarily. Are they not? Oh. No, if they play the Rangers, they're the home team. I think. No, no, no. No, it's Tampa at Carolina or New York. Were they the are, Rangers the wild card? It's, it's Tampa at Carolina or New York. Weird. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't. They were the- no, Tampa's, oh, Tampa's a- capitals were sorry. Tampa's A three. Uh, Carolina was M one. Uh, Rangers were M two. Oh, God, who Metro Metro it was two. so tight at the end. Atlantic of the three. You know, so that's the uh, ranking. Right, yeah, right, yeah. Right, All right. 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 Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, and game seven was in Madison Square Garden for the yeah. first. Round. God, what? Sorry. What scintillating hockey talk for, <laughs> oh, for fans God. who are not fans of the game. <laughs> Um, this team was A3 and the other okay. one was M1. I'm sorry, let's talk about the nine minute net review. Metro, Metro 1 and Metro 2 is yes, the one I, I know, referring to. I know, For I people know. who didn't know. Shut up and have your halls. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Adam, eat your halls. You're just <laughs> this Carolina, halls. New York segment has been off. Damn, maybe you're right. The series does suck. Which, which is worse, our segment or the series? Oh, the segment. Okay, yeah, all right. Segment, yeah, now, yeah. Okay. Every time it's us. All right, but like, who, no do, you, in this who do you actually give it to? Because like, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's, it's sort of... There's certain. It doesn't seem like any team has gotten the thing on this series yet. Do you know what I'm saying? Carolina, when they play at home, they're able to play the Carolina game that I think they should be able to play more consistently. Which, yep. which I mean by on the road as well as at home, and they're able to shut down uh, their opponent. This time being the Rangers, and they're able to just limit uh, the game so nothing really happens. Like it, it looks, it's a dominating performance by Carolina. In that, just there's there's they're controlling every single aspect of the play, and we get this low low event hockey and this low scoring game, and I think that's what they come out and do in Game Seven. Hopefully, so my money's on Carolina. Carolina is a skilled, capable team, coached by a defensive forward from the heart of the dead puck year. <laughs> yeah, so that's why their game 
Yeah. Is that ends up it the way looks it looks like Rod Brindamore is every single player on Carolina? Yeah. Yeah. It's Rod Brindamore to Rod Brindamore. <laughs> Pass to Rod Brindamore. Yeah. And Rod Brindamore with the save. And, and, and Rod... if they're able to do that, they should beat the Rangers every single time. And here we are in game seven. Let's need to do it one more time. I, I can't help but get over, what is it? Seven and oh at home, oh and six mm-hmm. on the road. At some point. Okay, like. Something's got to give. No, it doesn't. They could win the Stanley Cup and never win a road game. Yeah. Oh. But the <laughs> law of averages or whatever suggests at some point they'll win on the road and they'll lose at home, mm-hmm. which will happen first. Now, Sports Interaction has the Hurricanes, as Jesse said, as as the favorite. At a one six six, take the Rangers. It's a two two six, so it's not not that much different. Mm. But I think Ryan for Reeves, the series winner. For the oh really yeah for the Rangers to have a chance, you know against the team that does like they win every game at home, that's what we can say. What do you have to do? What's Gerard Gallant have to do for to the New York Rangers to have them snap that streak and actually win this game seven? He needs to be a very attentive intern. What do you mean, Igor? What do you need? Oh, okay. You, you, you need some. What, you take that with cream, milk, sugar. Yeah, no, that's you show me a good coach, I'll show you a good goalie, and et cetera. Um, there's a conversation creeping in. Okay. How close is Igor Sisterkin to being the best goalie in the NHL? Now, Rangers fans are going to go up in arms because he's going to win the Vesna. What are you talking about? No, 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 shut up. You know what I'm talking about. I always said during Henrik Lundqvist's career, no matter who was winning the Vesna that year, that he was year in and year out the best goalie. To me, it was him and Carey Price over the course of his career. Year in and year out, the best goalie in the National Hockey League is Andre Vasilevsky. Mm -hmm. Part of the reason he has this lore about him isn't just the Stanley Cups. It's that stupid record in elimination games. Igor Sesterkin can build his own legend with an amazing series-closing performance tonight. Or he'll fold. I guess we'll see. Ooh. Now, what, what outcome would you be most surprised by? Him folding. Yeah, no, I'd be surprised. <laughs> so you're, you're banking on him having a great game. I'd be surprised by a blowout. Like, it's just been such a tight series. Um, like, I don't want to disrespect the guy, but, like, game sevens are known for being tight. Yep. Right? Um, they're probably going to let the calls go. It's Wes McCauley mm-hmm. tonight and Eric Furlat, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and the duel is, is Shesterkin versus Ranta. And like, who's been great. Who's been great. But like, I don't know. Who do you want? Jesse? Like, if, I'm, I'm, if I'm building a team, that's easy. If, if it's one, one V one, I'm obviously taking Shesterkin, but if it's, <laughs> Carolina's defense in their system plus Ranta because right. they make any goalie no disrespect to Frederick Anderson they make any goalie who's standing in that net look great mm-hmm. and they've been able to do it this playoffs and I like I like what Carolina has mm-hmm. it's oh, also Shosturkin could have a great game and still lose you know like yeah. he he, yep. could, he could allow two goals here and Carolina just shuts it down the other way you know I'll just cut to the chase Carolina fans listening to this right now are like Steve why won't you just give us any credit? And I'll tell you why. You're the Red Leafs. <laughs> right? I you're you're a team whose reputation has been really strong, can't get over the hump. 
I've seen that movie before, mm-hmm. and I'm scarred by that movie. And I have a hard time watching a, a knockoff <laughs> version of that movie. I'm willing to give Colorado all the credit now. Who knows? They could ride this all the way to the Stanley Cup. You know why? They got over their hump. Yeah. Their hump was your hump. The second round. You got to get over this hump. And if you do, I'll be willing to give you a little bit more props. But you do have to admit, it's a little weird you haven't won on the road. Yeah. And one of, <laughs> one of the most difficult things to do is play a team who's playing for nothing playing with house money and yeah and you said uh last episode you you tried to list okay who are the teams who are overperforming and the rangers are probably in that camp yep and at this point it's like okay if we lose this we're fine we're ahead of expectations we're probably a year ahead of where we thought we'd be so all good so them going out there with nothing to lose is dangerous for carolina oh yeah they're gonna be loose. loosey-goosey loose. yeah and that's trouble we've yeah. seen it too many times montreal that entire playoff run they, listen, all the you're, you're gonna you're gonna throw all this evidence at us. Look at the numbers. Look at this. Yes, no, all of that is on Carolina's side. But I don't know. As students of the Toronto Maple Leafs, we know how much psychology plays into it, yeah. and yeah. I think that favors the Rangers. Part of the game of hockey is between the ears and the mental stuff that goes into it. And New York just has nothing to lose. They might go out there and win. It's like fuck around and might win a series, right? Yeah, <laughs> honestly, so, it's like Leafs, uh, Leafs, Washington in seventeen. Mm-hmm. They they were up two to one, and they could have been up easily three to one. Mm-hmm. Ryan Reeves has been part of a team who was just like, I don't know, it's, I don't know, it's kind of hilarious. We're still here. Let's keep going. Golden Knights, <laughs> yeah. Why not? Golden Knights have made it all the way to the Cup final, mm-hmm. and then he was like effective and like he's. I'm telling you, series winner, Ryan Reeves. So, I mean, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll do. We got to do some sort of series starter for this because the the Edmonton Colorado series begins tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah, right. Yeah. So we have to do some sort of preview for it. We start with this in their meetings this year. McDavid and Drysaddle had zero combined goals against the Avs. Really, zero. How now, many? How many games? Three games. Oh, three. Hmm. Would uh, would Dom say? You know, it's a small sample size. He probably would. But okay. that's 120 minutes, uh, no, no, 180 minutes of hockey without Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl scoring. It's rare. That's nine periods. It's rare. It's very rare. But how many of those were under Jay Woodcroft? Ah, it's a good question. I don't know. Mm, yeah. It's a good question. Because, again, to me, <laughs> you just throw out every everything pre, under Woodcroft number. Yeah, no, you're right. You're I absolutely right. It's, I feel like that's extremely relevant information. You know what I mean? Yep. Like when a team fires a, co- a coach at a certain point in the season and then the sample size is too small and, you know, let's say he gets hired at the beginning of January, you can't have a concrete opinion on the team by February 1st. Mm-hmm. It's the end of May now and we've seen a lot of Jay Woodcroft hockey. What are we, what's, okay. what's October, November, December doing in there for? Hi. Let me get you this. It's a different team. It's a different team. Agreed. It's a different team. The Oilers played the Avs twice in April. That what were the scores? Is extremely relevant. Uh, April 9th was a two to one shootout win for Colorado. Oh, and so that's two goals scored. April twenty second, six to three Oilers. Yeah, win six three Oilers win. Yeah, no McDavid, no dry saddle. I, that's what I think. Yeah. Oh, I'm it's trying important to pull up, we look at the numbers. Try to pull out the box score. <laughs> try to pull out the box score. I want to verify this. I assume uh, Hyman had one. Kane had one. 
Perlini. Perlini. <laughs> Perlini. Barry. Has to be Perlini. CC had four. So this is weird. According to, <laughs> I, unless I'm fucking crazy here, they only played each other in the back half of the year, which is super odd. Don't no, you think? No. Oilers are a Canadian team and their schedule's messed. Yeah, I guess yeah. they played three games against each other in March, uh, March and April. So also, uh, COVID. COVID. Yeah, I could remember okay. all the some December games got pushed back. That could, mm. one, the March game could have been that. You know, so the March twenty first game, Drysaitel had an assist and McDavid had an assist. Bums. Okay. Uh, the April twenty second game. Um, hold on, I'm just gonna find the Oilers. Uh, Oilers here. Evander Kane had a hat trick. McDavid had three assists. There you go. Yeah, no, no goals. No goals. They McDavid, showed up. Can McDavid finish? You have to ask. <laughs> you have to ask. <laughs> um, and then the two to one loss. Warren Fogle, of course. Oh, yeah. oh let's go. <laughs> that that let's go. lightning rod that is Warren Fogle. I should have worn the vest. Yeah. No. Um, I don't even know if McDavid played that game. I'm telling you, man. Woodcroft Oilers. Everyone sleeps on them. I'm scared. I'm scared for Colorado. Are you? Yeah. They can. <laughs> Not having Sam Gerrard's significant. They've, uh, we've seen them do it all regular season. And then now, finally, we've seen them do it in the playoffs where the two team up and they just score a shit ton of points. Mm -hmm. We saw their 200-point pace at the beginning of the year. Oh. And then now it's it, it realized versus Calgary. We, we're seeing McDavid and Dreisel. And who knows if they just run out there and they do it four times. That's all it takes. I Oilers fans, I am starting to understand the uh, Toronto-centricness <laughs> that, that you were talking about. Because people keep talking about... Um, like I, I, I do think Colorado is the better defense in mm -hmm. this series, but people keep talking about, oh, Edmonton's defense is garbage. I'm like, okay, I know you're not watching now. Like now yeah. I know you're not watching. Yes, it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was for sure. And then they didn't do a whole hell of a lot to it. But again, it's, the coach has decent. made it better. Made yeah. a big difference. Coach has made it better. Like Calgary had the lion's share of puck possession, the lion's share of shot attempts. Most of them were garbage. Really? Most of them were garbage. Mike Smith did not have a hard time of it um, in the deciding games of that series. I Like, Calgary was totally neutralized. Now we get to see how much of that was Edmonton and how much of that was Calgary. Right. All I, think I know I, is this is round three and they've I think beaten two teams. That's what I'm still not sure about. Did Calgary... Did Edmonton just kick Calgary's ass, which is, this is how it looks. Mm -hmm. Looks like they did. Or did Calgary really underperform? Edmonton countered Calgary so well. That's what I mean. They countered Calgary I think Calgary they played really so well. So well. And they, uh, the, the crazy thing with Markstrom, it's not just all the goals he allowed. It's so many of the Oilers shots were at the same spot. Yes. Sh uh, shoot low glove or like mid glove. Oh, oh, he flubbed it again. Mm -hmm. Oh, he flubbed it again. Ah. Yeah. That, um, the Puyarvi one, where it was just a Hyman shot that Puyarvi helped get over the line. It's the same thing from uh, game one during mm -hmm. that Oilers comeback. It was 6-2, and then mid-glove, mid-glove, mid-glove. Just three shots, boom, 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 to make it 6-5. I don't know. If you, 
if it's just one problem, like is Darcy Kemper such a world beater that the Oilers can't do it again? That's what I want to talk about because if we're talking about the goalie situation, oh. somebody had a tough series versus the Blues and it was Darcy Kemper. And and part of the reason the Avalanche paid so much for Darcy Kemper is because Ken Holland was trying to get Darcy Kemper. Mm-hmm. He was driving the price up and now here he is. Apparently his team was so bad he needed to go out and get a new starting goalie, and now here he is with the same forty-year-old. If Ken Holland and they're playing each other in the Western Conference Final, that's amazing. If Ken Holland, uh, if they win this series and Oilers go to the Cup, Ken Holland will have beaten the last two goalies he tried to sign. <laughs> it's true, Markstrom. Markstrom, had a, Markstrom. <laughs> they thought identical. he was signed for like two hours, and yeah. then he wasn't. He had an identical <laughs> offer, and the agent went back to Calgary yeah. and said. If you give us six over six, we'll take Calgary. And uh, Drew pointing out that all these 2009 Colorado draft picks are who Colorado has gone through in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, first, it was Matt Duchesne. Then it was Ryan O'Reilly. And now it's Tyson Berry. And Marissa and Gemi was like, isn't this what Scott Pilgrim is about? <laughs> <laughs> Having to fight all your ex-boyfriends yeah. and everything. It's, uh, yeah, oh, man. That's the great thing about the playoffs. You could find a story in anything. Mm-hmm. I think. It's great. I think we're going to really find out because because I to me it's already been proven, and it, if you if it hasn't been to you, I'm shocked. Connor McDavid's a playoff performer. Leon Draisaitl's a playoff performer. Evander Kane is unlike we've ever seen him. Nathan McKinnon for me is, and he should be a freight train. The, he's a freight train, but he's the key to this series. Can he weather this storm as a centerman who is expected to defend and expected to score? And 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 that's the thing, like. You know, you can, what, what did Matthew say in the uh, Amazon on demand thing? He, he said it like the first game of the series. I, I felt like we defended a little too much. Yeah. And we weren't able to get the offense going. Mm-hmm. Right. Nathan McKinnon's going to have to con- help contain these guys along with Kadri. But Nathan McKinnon's the guy. He's your guy. He's the guy that this summer is probably going to get probably more money than McDavid because McDavid's extension was signed a long time ago. Right. Mm-hmm. If Nathan McKinnon gets 13 over eight years, are you shocked? 13 million per? No. No, so, no, no! I just, uh, I'm going to sign for league minimum to help my team. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, it would it would just stick in our hearts a little bit more. You know, I remember a summer where two superstars took a huge discount to stay in Colorado, and it didn't work with Solani and Korea. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it didn't so, work. Well, that's uh, that's definitely the same thing, Steve. Yeah, I think so. Definitely, so it ruined they were the same it for everybody. So he's going to get twenty million. Yeah, I Time's always eight. forget that Colorado's team is they have like four guys <laughs> for next year. Yeah, they have they have. A, I'm just gonna count it off: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. If you count Kemper, ten UFAs. They have on their roster right unbelievable now. Unbelievable amount of uh, their decor looks pretty good. Uh, but they have like up, half up front. They're in trouble. <laughs> half of a really good team is a UFA this offseason for the Avalanche. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of guys are going to stay. A lot yes. of guys are going to stay, and they and they have uh, enough young guys. And uh, like New Hook is going to play a bigger role. And yeah, no, they're they're going to end up being fine. But you you see why they got so many guys for this deadline. Mm-hmm. Also, a bunch of those UFAs are guys who they got at this deadline. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can't read because I'm blind. But uh, is Lekkonen among that group? Is Cogliano? Do you, among want, me, that do you group? want me to read them off? Do it. Sure. Lekkonen's an RFA, so he is not amongst it. Good trade. Uh, Burakovsky, UFA. Cogliano, Darren Helm, 
Nazem Who Kadri. I had no idea was still in the league. <laughs> He's still yeah. a guy. Me neither. I have no idea. Five years old, still kicking, still doing stuff, not walking into the sun just yet. <laughs> Valerie Nachushkin. Uh, That's a big one. <laughs> Nico Sturm. Another acquisition. Jack Johnson, Josh Manson, Ryan Murray, Darcy Kemper. Those wow. are all their UFAs. Man. That's some pretty Whole significant spot. names. They paid all that to get one year of Darcy Kemper. Yep. Like one year guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Marc-Andre Fleury to the Avalanche. France yeah, probably. France starting goalie good. next year. Let's mm-hmm. go. That's, uh, man, this is a big one. It's a big one. Still now, bothers me how little they paid to get Devin Tays or Devon Tays. Yeah. Drives me fucking crazy. Two second round picks. Are you kidding me? Come that, on. That's the thing. Like, <clears> even without <throat> Sam Gerrard, uh, Kale McCarr, Josh Manson, Devon Taves, that's not fair. No, it's not. It's Byram. Not but it, Bo- Bowen Byram is really coming into his own as well. They're, they're a team built for now and the future. They're, uh, yeah. Uh, being wrong about Joe Sackick in 2017. Was, That's uh, okay. We can get over that. It was five years ago. No. The, but, the, oh, oh, you can. <laughs> I you just, can. I'm I can this point you to many people who can't. Here's the thing, man. Nathan McKinnon has got he's got 13 points. I wanted to, I want to bring it back to mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. He's got 13 points. That's great. McDavid's got like triple that because he's tripled it. Everybody. It's ridiculous. Can this? Can he? Can he do this? Like Landis Cog McKinnon, like and it's a scary line. But so is whatever Edmonton's throwing out there in their, as their first line. Whatever combo of guys that you want to do. I think it's better. I think Edmonton's got far more top end talent than Colorado does. I do. They they got to do friend anyway. They got to do a better job uh, penetrating uh, Edmonton and not staying to the outside than Calgary did, and they got to do a better job fighting off Edmonton's speed on the counter uh, than Calgary. Push them to the side. Yeah, there were there were. I mean, so often in that series, it's like Edmonton had no interest in pushing the play. They were just going to rope a dope Calgary at every turn, and it worked. Uh, I feel like Colorado's too fast for that. So Woodcroft's going to have to come up with a new strategy. But remember what happened in game one is Edmonton got friggin' pumped. And uh, they did have the comeback, but they, you know, they lost 9-6. Um, and, but by game two, he was like, okay, I think I have this figured out. Yeah. So game one, I wouldn't be surprised to see Colorado come out flying. I wouldn't be surprised to see them kick Edmonton's ass. Um, but one game does not make a series as we have learned many, many, many times. I like Colorado, but we're all sleeping on Edmonton, man. I don't know if people are sleeping on Edmonton anymore. No, No, I know. I know we're talking about, oh, can Kemper get it done? For God's sake, it's Mike Smith, man. Get it done. Colorado should be able to do this. Should be. Should be. Edmonton did a really good job of making his life easy. And Colorado's got to break through that fortress, which it's got weak spots. Oh, yeah. Can I run down the points per game in the playoffs? <laughs> All time, minimum 30 games played. Okay. Give That's it so dumb. <laughs> Number one, Gretzky, 1.83 points per game. Next, Lemieux, 1.61. Next, Dreisaitl, <laughs> 1.61. That's so funny. Uh, Pedersen. 1.53, then McDavid, McKinnon, Messier, or Bossy Rantanen. Wow! That is the all-time playoff points per game. One, two, three, four guys are in this series. Now, That's can pretty I, nuts. Can I be uh, Buzzkill? Sure. What do you want to do? These lists come out all the time, and these players fall off yeah, the list because it's only the prime of their career. 
if you, if they don't score a couple games, they'll fall, they'll drop a little down. Right. That's that's true too. They've mm-hmm. also yeah they have fewer games. So like if Colorado completely neutralizes McDavid and Drysaddle, do 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 do, mm-hmm. and then they they tumble down the list, and they didn't even have to play that many. Games. I don't think that takes away from them being uh, no, they're ridiculous. Four of the top ten all time right now. The, <sighs> McKinnon being on there is not shocking uh, because he's been so good, and that um, bubble McKinnon was ridiculous. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, Ranton and being on that list. Good lord. It's. Uh, uh, I mean, <laughs> McKinnon. McKinnon's a little bit like McDavid in that um, he's so good that a lot of his teammates end up being underrated. Yeah, McKinnon's got sixty career playoff games. Like it's not. It's a pretty big sample size for him, at least. And he's never been to the third round. Yeah, that's unreal. No, really, sixty career playoff games there. Games played 60. He played 15 that one year. Ah, the damn bubble. Yeah. The bubble screws everything up. I was looking at Vasilevsky's numbers and I was like, he won 18 games in 2020. You only <laughs> need 16 to win the cup. Oh, the bubble. Mm-hmm. Oh, the bubble. It screws everything up. It does. I hate mm-hmm. it. Also, I don't know why they count the playing things as points in the playoffs. Well, especially the Tampa one uh, and Colorado. Those are round robin games. Yeah. The replacement games. It's weird. It is weird. Yeah. Anyway. Like if you lost. <laughs> It's fine. You didn't. You don't get eliminated. Like there's nothing actually at stake. Mm-hmm. Boo. <laughs> Boo. It's a bizarre thing. I don't know. Of all the things that they choose to count, they won't count overtime or they won't count shootouts, shootout goals. But they'll count well, made they up play in goals. They shouldn't do that. Well, they, they count. No, made they up, should be real goals. Made up play in goals. It's ridiculous. UC right. Okanen for rocking. <laughs> um, you know, I think. I think it's going to be very interesting because we, we do, you know, we mentioned Carolina's going to have a tough offseason. Um, uh, uh, Colorado's going to have a tough offseason with mm-hmm. in terms of contract talks. Can we start to talk about the offseason that Calgary is about to have with Gaudreau and Kachuk? It's a big one. Bigging. Like, now, now, Gaudreau's a UFA. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Kachuk RFA? Yes. But if you think about what Brady held out for. And the Kachuk family does not mess around when it comes to Moolah, nor should they. Um, you, you think that's going to be pretty significant, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be a significant buy. Um, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at this roster. Uh, Yarn Crook's also uh, a free agent, so is Trevor Lewis and Brett Ritchie, but less of an issue. Yeah. Gaudreau, there's going to be every team is making that call, right? Mm-hmm. Every team with cap space anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you focus on first? If you're trying to keep it together. Kachuk. Really? You focus on Kachuk first? He's the RFA. He's most likely to stay. Um, he has value. Gaudreau has no value because, well, he's a UFA, right? So you're talking about, like, you could potentially trade him to, you know, so a team can get the eighth year. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, Kachuk has actual trade value. You know what I mean? So you're looking at sort of like a, almost like a line A Dubois sort of thing. Ironically, two guys from the same 2016 draft class. It's weird though that Calgary, after a season full of so much promise, the mood is so awful. But now they have an opportunity to do something that I called for with line A. Okay. So there were constant, are they going to trade him talks? And I said, that they need to make a decision here because it's not fair to the fans. Like this is a star player for your team and your fans don't know if they should like 
get excited about this player, get the jersey for this player. Mm -hmm. With Matthew Kachuk, you have an opportunity here with a contract negotiation to either put an end to that by trading him Mm -hmm. or put an end to it by signing him to, you know, what is, what will essentially be a lifetime contract. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, or it might just be a short one. Maybe that's all he wants because that's, that's kind of in vogue. Maybe he wants to walk to free agency. Maybe. You know, well, if he does that though, that to me is going to make it worse. Yeah. So it's going to be a, a, he'll be, under contract with Calgary. And if I'm a Flames fan, I'm like, okay, so he's leaving though. Yeah. Even though he's under yeah. contract, <laughs> he's leaving. And the short contract gives him, you know, it's a tradable deal. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I, if I'm a Flames fan, I either want him gone or I want an eight-year deal. I wonder. I'm looking at the free agent class this year, which is actually, it's a really good, mm-hmm. it's a pretty good free agent ca- class. If, if Calgary, if let's say Gaudreau wants to go home, let's go to Philly. New Jersey, that area. Sure. Who can blame them? Um, just some pretty good options for them. Um, Nino Niederreiter, who seems like he's been around for 40 million years, yep. is a good depth option, 44 points in 75 games. But the two guys I think that they should go after are Philip Forsberg and Kevin Fiala. Now, you'd have to trade for Fiala, but Forsberg had an insane year this year, 84 points. And, and Fiala, 85 points. I mean, listen... I, I know that you're going to have to get a King's ransom uh, together to get him from Minnesota, but Bill Guerin's already been on the record and said, I don't know how we're going to keep him. Right. So yeah, that was weird, right? Yeah. That he came out and just said it. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. Um, can I, can I do a bargain bin pick? Do it. Less expensive than those two. Uh, again, I think what are the Calgary flames? What's your identity? You got Daryl Sutter. You made a big commitment to Blake Coleman. You're trying to be a defensive team. You know, you spend a lot of money on Jake Markstrom. Go out and get Valerie Nichushkin. Interesting. But but where how do you put uh how do you replace the points production? Or do you care? That's the problem. Well, like Nas- <laughs> like the other thing is Nazem Kadri's name has been thrown out there, but Nazem Kadri already denied a trade to Calgary from the Leafs. Right? That I was supposed to about so that. instead of the if you if you don't know this, when Cal when Toronto was looking to trade Kadri, they had a deal in place where it's basically a one for one swap with Calgary Brody. for TJ Brody. Oh. And that would have looked a lot better than Barry and uh Barry and um, Kerfoot. Kerfoot. The fact you even had to think about it, like right. God, what a ah. not very good deal. <laughs> oh man. But you know, they they wanted TJ Brody real bad and they signed him the next year. Um, makes it palatable. It was it yeah. was Kadri that said no to that deal. So that's why, like, he seems to me to fit where Calgary's going. Of the players that I mentioned, unless you want to, you know, include Gino, who I still think is going to be a Penguin, um, I think you're right. or even Claude Giroux. I think you're looking for a guy in his late twenties. If Kadro's not coming back, you're looking for a guy in his late twenties who can score a lot, who can play wing, but m- maybe center as well. Kadri to me fits what Sutter wants this team to be. But I just don't know if he wants to be in Calgary. You know, you t- you talking about Gino? Um, for some reason, I was thinking about like older centers. Yeah, and I thought Claude Giroux, and I thought about all the rumors about him going to Ottawa. And then I was thinking about how they have a lot of cap space, but they're never willing to spend any money. Yeah, I mean, the ownership situation is in flux in in Ottawa. Yeah, yeah, that could be that could be a real monkey wrench. In the whole thing, couldn't it? You mean in, in terms of the Ottawa rebuild? Yeah. Well, what? they could go out and they could get a 
they could spend a bunch of money, which we're not really used to them doing. No, I I, I don't think they're going to do that too. Because I mean, they're probably in a holding pattern until they get that's probably Eugene's true. will sorted out, right? Because that's what you have to do. It takes so it takes a long time, especially with a billionaire. Uh, yeah, and maybe a billionaire. Who knows? Listen, I. I don't know how what his personal situation was, but I'll be honest with you. It's not like Eugene Melnick was known for filing the pop proper paperwork on time all the time, right? So who knows what state his will is in? A lot of people's wills are a mess. By the way, get your will done, kids. Um, yes. And, uh, you know, I, 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 and also I think what complicates that plan too is Ottawa on record thought they were good enough this year. They said we're good. And they were not. You know, Dorian said the rebuild's over. Remember when they got Travis Hamannick? Remember that? That happened. Yeah, which highway robbery from Vancouver there. I don't know. No, Vancouver didn't want him. Nobody wanted him. And they still got a third for him. It's crazy. It's a cra- That is, honestly, of all the trades that have happened this year, that is the craziest trade in the NHL this season. Period. No. For 12. No. For just think about, <coughs> think about the value going one way and the other. Think about the fact that nobody wanted Hamannick. It's the silliest trade. Jack that, Eichel was traded, man. Yeah. That wasn't that unreal. Hamannick was unreal. I thought Hamannick was like, I, like Jack Eichel was always going to get traded. I thought Hamannick. To Vegas. Hamannick's there. He's, he's stuck in Vancouver. All right, you sold he's me. there now. You sold me. It's a bizarre move. I don't know. I think. No, the Leafs getting Giordano on Blackwell. The, here's another thought. Boom. Here's another thought. And it's a hilarious thought. But what if Patrick Line went to uh, the Daryl Sutter Calgary Flames? There's no way. No, no shot. There's no way he goes back to Western Canada, even though I don't know Winnipeg considers him Western Canada. There's no way he comes back to Canada. I, know. I don't well, know where he done. wants to play. Yeah. He's like, an RFA. Obviously, you'd have to trade for him, but trade for his Is race. he still an RFA? He is 20, I thought he he's only 24. Wow. He's Matthew's age. He's okay. on his sixth contract. Yeah. There's no way he wants to play in Canada again. <coughs> I don't think. Mm-hmm. Sometimes those, uh, Do you know what Patrick Lennon is? Sometimes those Finnish guys like... <laughs> I think the Finnish guys, a lot of them don't mind the winner. Right? Like a lot Some of, like, of them. Yeah, like Leo Komarov was like, he was like a pro winter guy. I'm uh, implying the media said. over the winter. Oh, <laughs> you know? maybe. I maybe. think just what happened in Edmonton, that exit, you don't go back to a situation like that in Calgary. Arizona. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Nobody's it. playing in Arizona. Okay. No. It'll instantly be cool to play there and cheer for them, ironically. And then people are going to unironically cheer for them. So gradually, they're not going to notice. I want to... Okay. If you and I ironically cheer for the Coyotes, that's cool. For the tickets, and Kessel? But the tickets cannot cost $400 American. I can't ironically cheer for anything at $400 American. I play no hockey. Way, I don't give a shit what the ticket prices are. Do the checks come on time? They do. I heard that was Sometimes. an issue. Well, <laughs> yeah. Do the checks... It, listen, if they come on time, Maybe. I will absolutely go there and light it up with Phil Kessel. And have no one bother me. Another guy that I think Calgary might want to take a good long look at is David Perron. Yeah. As much as people are super pissed at the missed flying elbow, he had a great playoff. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of nasty to play against. And he's got, the, he's one of those guys that they talk about him in practice like he's like a god. He's a practice god. So obviously he's a point per game player, but um, he's one of those guys. He even told that on, on Angel Provocateur, I think his first season, uh, I think it, the Kachuk Sr. was playing uh, on the blues oh, yeah. and he basically cross-checked him from behind and said cut that shit out like yeah. stop stop dangling us at practice basically right when yeah. Perron was like 18 or 19 years old that uh, could be yeah i mean Perron is a good fit for st louis <clears throat> but for the for the reasons that he's a good fit in st louis i think he'd be a good fit he's in, just uh, calgary it's just that he's 34 and do you take that risk 
Yeah, but you're trying to win now, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. As long as you don't sell the farm, right? And you're not. He's a free agent. Yep. Yep. This, you know what? It's This is one of the best free agent classes I, I think I've seen. I got to run you through some of these names, guys. So <coughs> based on their cap hit last year, because that's how Cap Friendly rates them, Malkin is a is a big name. Subban, I think he's going to find a depth role somewhere. Of course. Um, Claude Giroux, maybe Ottawa. I don't know what the connection was there. Do you know? He's from there. Giroux is from Ottawa? Mm-hmm. Or like just outside, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, man. I, just, I, I guess I've never checked out where he lived. Um, the one I'm, I'm really excited about is where's Phil Kessel going to line up? Phil Kessel with eight goals, but 44 assists this year. He's staying. In Arizona? I think he's staying. No way. Is he? Yeah, me too. I, dude, they need players. Yeah. And he's got his cups. Should, yeah. we, play, should we play a game? How far below the salary floor will Arizona be at the start of the season? They can't be. No, you can be with fake contracts. So oh. I'm talking about players on the ice. So if you, you go pick up a dead contract, like, can you trade? Can you trade a bought out contract? No, you cannot. Okay. That'd be sick. If you could. <laughs> Vinny LeCavalier to the Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> I was thinking like Mikhail Grabowski. If you could, wouldn't it be amazing? If the Minnesota wild would be ringing Arizona's uh, phone for sure. Oh, I mean, <laughs> Oh man, they need, they literally need players. I think you're going to see a lot of uh, Nick Ritchie type deals. Yep. A deal that worked out for them, by the way. Oh, it's a great deal. Mm -hmm. Yep. And worked for him. He had the, I think he scored the most goals in his entire career. He he did great. He was great. He did great. Labuskin, I thought was a good leaf. Good deal. Yep. Good trade. Well done. Um, I'm, I'm fascinated to see what that roster is like. And I'm telling you, they're going to overachieve. Yeah, because it's not they like they, they don't have pieces already. It's the like, NHL, though. Running down to. who they have, it's they have Clayton Keller, they have Nick Schmaltz, they have Andrew Ladd, uh, Nick Ritchie, Travis Boyd, and then on defense, they have, still have Chikorin, Gostas Bear, if he can well, be something. Well, who had a lot of points, too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, Clayton Keller is, is, you know, he's a point-of-game player in Arizona, which is tough, uh, or at least he was this past year. He's finally living up to, I think, that deal that he signed. Um, I just, I don't know if they're going to have Chikrin to even start the year, guys. They've been trying to trade him. That could be, yeah, that could be a draft move. I think they could move off of that and wait another year. He's, he's still signed for three more or two more years after next season. Yeah, but that requires money and they don't want to pay it. Like that seems to be the reason they, they want to move on from the they guy. They got to pay someone. It's only $4.6 million. They got to pay someone. Kerfoot. <laughs> they could pay Kerfoot. Um... <laughs> Why Kerfoot, Steve? Because he makes less money than his cap hit. Does he? And he's got term. Yep. Really? I didn't know Yeah, that. his uh, contract was front-loaded. Oh. So it's a tradable deal. Every front-loaded contract in the league, get it out of there. Okay, fair enough. Um, Chris Letang, where do you think he ends up? Arizona. No, you don't. No, I don't. Um, I uh, The Penguins... Are like the Bruins, where a lot of their guys are just lifers, and I have I have such a hard time saying how would Latang play for anybody else? Yeah, like, like Latang in Detroit. You like as a non Penguins fan, you no like I don't want to put Malkin or Latang in another jersey. I don't even like looking at it in video games. It's jarring. And I just feel like alarming. it's going to be. I, I bet it's going to be Detroit. No, yeah. what's he going to Detroit for? I think they're going to Detroit. I think both of them. 
I think I think Eiserman. You think going. Malkin is going to Detroit? I think I think one of the two. I have, I have this weird. Detroit's just quiet, man. They're too quiet. They're too quiet. They need some experience. They've got the cap room. They still need a head coach, right? Or they hire someone? Oh, I don't know if they hired anybody. Yet. I don't think they have. No. Oh. I don't know. Detroit's going to do. Detroit's suspicious, man. Keep your eyes on Detroit. They're doing something silly this summer, and like good silly. Because Eiserman's a genius. I can believe that. They, uh, I mean, they, the first half of their season was very good. Yes. And when it stopped, it stopped. <laughs> it super did not continue. It yeah. super did not continue, but it, they, they definitely feel like the sort of team that could, uh, surprise. Man. Tough now, division. uh, John Klingberg is also up. Uh, Miko, Ka- Miko Koskinen's deal is also up. Arizona. Ricard Raquel. Actually, maybe legit Arizona. Yeah, we maybe. should go to a game. In Arizona? I want yeah. to. I just think I want it, to. I don't know, guys. I don't want to go bankrupt going to an Arizona game. <laughs> I, I pay the same amount of money to go see the Leafs. Like, what the hell are those ticket prices? Oh, God. <laughs> like, I'm down to go and maybe watch from a bar, but I, I don't know. That's really... They have you want to go to Arizona and watch the game from a bar? Sure, if they'll even put it on. won't be able that's to find it. the point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's an outrageous... Like, listen. They haven't released... They're not... A, those weren't official. If, yeah, because they were floating those. They leaked them. I know that's... A, they yeah. get... That's a total theory, by the way. But like, I swear to God, they leaked those to ESPN so people could so people could react. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh, what, what kind of reaction are we getting? And people are like, boy, what kind of fucking bullshit is this? They haven't put on a great team in years. Oh, are you it, kidding me? It's like gas. Oh man, gas is going up to two ten. What? Oh, don't worry, it's a buck ninety six. Oh, okay. Yeah, I feel so much better about it. <laughs> yeah, next year when it's when it's two hundred and fifty dollars instead of the four hundred, people are going to tweet me. And go see. See, you were wrong about Arizona. It's only $250 to see this last plate piece of shit NHL team. No, playoff bound. Uh, yeah, Arizona, you know what? They probably fucking will be, too. I'm telling you, yeah. Christmas, oh. they'll be in a playoff spot. I'm not guaranteed they'll finish there, but Christmas, ho, 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 they're a playoff <laughs> Man, team. Man, oh. I'm telling you. All right, all right, all right. Do we do a bet on that? Oh, I'd put, I'd put a... Let's wait till the regular season. Yeah, you know, like, like till the roster's finalized? Yeah, yeah, to, for like uh, preseason or whatever, like I think when we do season pre We should do an Easter Seals or something. We should do yeah. donuts and Easter Seals. Yeah, yeah maybe I'll be like, bet. so Travis Boyd is on defense. <laughs> <laughs> We're dressing 14 <laughs> forward tonight. <laughs> yeah, maybe you, you rethink it once after free agency. Um, no, I, I... Double down. Double that would be down. absolutely hilarious. <laughs> Um, yeah. Line A and net. Um, I, the last, the last guy I want to talk to you about, obviously Bergeron is, is, um, uh, either retiring or probably staying in Boston. Um, what do you think, what do you think the Besser deal looks like in Vancouver? If it happens, he's 25, but he's had some injuries and he was making 5.875. Someone said it was done. Did somebody, it was just waiting. Waiting on what? It's just waiting. Cause the, they don't have their all situations out there, but someone said it's, it's done. Did you see the Spezza thing where he didn't want it, the news of his retirement to break on a game day? No. Yeah. Which is... Why? It's very anti-Leafs. Jason, you should have announced it at 6.30. <laughs> right, right, right before. before the game. Yeah. How Which dare you? they like to do. Don't you... If, okay. Here's lesson one of your internship. This is the center of the hockey world. Case in point, Adam started this with Brock Besser. No. Um, I think... Yeah. I, I have a hard time seeing him anywhere outside of vancouver me too but how much well that's my question yeah he's been in rumors too he has but that was under the previous regime i don't think the people that are there 
Like it's not easy to. I know I he's had his struggles. I know he's right. had his back injury. But how do you how do you replace the skill that Brock Besser brings? brings? I kind of think you're right. It's no way you're not going to do it unless you can get Fiala. I don't think the and he's not I the same player. I don't think the dollar amount is the sticking point. I think it's term. And if you're him, you're going to want to go the Zidane Seeger route and go. Listen, <laughs> I, I got, I got back, back problems, and I want this contract to go as long as possible. I listened to Agent Provocateur. How crazy was that That's story? Funny. That story rules. Isn't that so the, good? And I do remember the same him. Story. I didn't I, remember him at all. I, I, I totally did not. Vaguely, remember him. I vaguely remembered him. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that story rules, and I'm not going to spoil it. You got to go to. You got to go watch the, what is it? Playoff Stories Part 1? Yes. Of Agent Provocator yeah, and we'll 1 do Part some, 2. Uh, well, we'll probably try to record it this week if my voice holds up. So. Oh, man. It's so good. Um, man, he's funny. Uh, if, it, I, if I'm Brock Besser, yeah. I got back problems. I want term. Um, if I'm the Canucks, I'd probably be willing to pay a little bit more to keep the term down. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, that's a that's a pretty big difference, right? Like, I think that's where the problem is. <laughs> Is going to be, yeah. But if you like him, you shouldn't be afraid to commit to him, right? Right. So the 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 problem with the number is the qualifying offer. If you just qualify him to keep him for the year and you maintain his rights, is seven point five million dollars. Oh, Jim Benning did such a bad job <laughs> with all that. So, oh my god. So they gotta find somewhere where they're looking for the long term deal, obviously. But mm. that's sitting there for Besser if they just want to retain. Jim Benning acted like they were. They were. Who cares? We'll win the cup this year, and it won't matter. Every year. <laughs> Yeah. Every fucking year. I don't know how, do you, how does a, that happen? I don't know if a GM in the league had a worse attention to detail than that man. Like, well, and they got the thing was is that like there was multiple articles written about how they got rid of anybody that disagreed with them. They fired them. They're like anybody, any dissenting voice that was like not on board. It was like you. It's like disagree so, with him or the Aquilinis. Uh, why? Well, who knows? Right. Who yeah, knows? Who's never, never going to know that answer. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got you got to convince Besser and his agent to take that, less. That hey, don't just force us to do a qualifying offer for seven point five million dollars for two, two years in a row. They'd have to do that because he's still two years away from free agency. So he could de- essentially get fifteen million dollars. They are going to qualify him. They're going to so, qualify him. So wow. don't take that and sign this new long term extension. So I assume oh. there's problems with the years because you got you got to lock him up for more than that, and then the money's a little tricky. So. That they they want him like the deal's there, but it's a real sticking point. Oh my god! Yeah, it's a tough situation. Yeah, if you're his agent, you go. Oh, all right, we could do two. So if you're we his agent, what's years. the play here? Is if you're the agent, you got a lot of leverage. Oh you yeah, because you can you can leverage that for a long term deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, and if I, he's and if you get him at six million mm-hmm. for six years, you've just, you've just done your client a huge solid for or, the guy that's an injury hit. You know what, Brock? Don't sign that. Let's just sit around for two years and make fifteen million. Well, but what about his injuries, man? Well, yeah, there true. is there is a factor here, and, and I and I feel like it's worth mentioning. Brock did just lose his father, hmm. and he's I I got to imagine this negotiation so far. You know how players always go, ah, my agent's going to handle it. I don't, I don't know if I usually believe them. <laughs> In those cases, I think this is a case where it's true, and he's hmm. going to need to take his time and I don't necessarily think this is going to be something that you know first day first day of free agency or whatever it's going to be wrapped up it's funny when you talk to Alan about what those calls are like especially on you know free agency day um sometimes he's got both general managers on the phone and he's going to pick up with one and that he's story's like, wild you've got 30 seconds and like I think I don't know if he said it on the show 
uh, or if I'm speaking a little out of turn here, but I don't think he'll mind this. Like one player asked him, I think once like, well, can we Google schools in the area? And he's like, you don't have time. You don't have time. Make a decision. Man. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's what it comes down to. So now. If I was Alan, I'd be like, you're rich. <laughs> it's fine. Which city do you want to be rich in? Yeah. Which, yeah. yeah it's. They're all good. Yeah. All the cities are good to yeah, be rich when, in. When you're making that money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. Winnipeg, Columbus, oh my God. San Jose. They're all great. You get to go to the rich one. They're all good. Yeah. yeah. Go to the, yeah, whatever. Pick a city, go to the rich one. Yeah. yeah. Um, another contract that I think is going to be signed this summer has got to be Matt Barzell. And Lou, Lou is no stranger to long-term deals. You've you've listed so many guys who have been in rumors for so long. I know. You know, That's why I, I wanted... didn't realize how many annoying now Barzal's got Barzal's got another year at seven, right? So he, but I think if you're Lou Lamorello, I mean, God, you you got to resign this guy. If you got time, use it. That's not how he's operated though in the past when it comes to this kind of deal, right? It not just... with this kind of player. It's. I just don't think there's incentive there. Like yeah. Lou, it, so you said he's got a year left? Yeah. Lou is, if you got time, use it. The incentive for him is Barzell's leverage has gone down because he didn't have a great season. Mm-hmm. He, had a, he had a much better second half, like once they had a home arena and, and shit. Um, but if I'm Barzell, I'm like, no, I'm going to sign it after I play a full year and we play under a more offensive coach, which mm-hmm. is anyone. And I score a bunch more points, which is, I imagine why they made the change they made. Maybe they needed to more sc- score, more goals. There's no reason they were scoring that low, right there. I mean, a de- defensive teams win championships until they don't make the playoffs. Then they're bad. Dallas, <laughs> you know, right. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's a, it's a weird, it's a weird sort of vibe. I call them the second best team. Uh, over a course of two years, they lost to Tampa both times, and then ah, uh, um, no, I don't think a deal is going to get done with Barzal unless it's a trade. You don't think I, it? I don't honestly? see. Any, I don't see an extension happening this summer. I don't think it makes sense for either party. Um, oh no, sorry, I don't think it makes sense for Barzal. Okay, uh, Barzal's actual salary this year is ten million bucks. Uh, his cap hit is seven, so I don't. That that's the thing that makes me that precludes me from saying he's taking traded. that. That's what I'm saying, though. I yeah. think I think I think there's going to be an extension here. Not no? yet, not yet. No, he had great seasons leading up to this one off year. Yeah, and where they didn't play at home for two months, coming off of two COVID years. Oh, I think Lou will try. I think he'll try. It makes sense that he would try. But if I'm Barzal, no. Okay, I'm I'm going to bet on myself, and I'm going to play another year, and I'm going to kick ass, and I'm going to get more. He has 311 points in 362 games. Yeah, guess what? He's going to have more. He might be at 400 by the time next season's over. No, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. That's a guy I think is going to have a like crazy year next year. I'm watching that. Me too. I'm picking like, him up. You can't, you know, Trotz gets fired and he goes, eh. like, even if the Islanders don't have as much success, if he scores more, mm-hmm. well, I shouldn't say as much success, they didn't make the playoffs, but you know what I mean? Like, they, the, they don't have yeah. to uh, achieve crazy heights as long as he's the best player on his team. By the way, he still had 60 points in 73 games. And, and almost 50 assists. Yeah, it doesn't tell the story at all because it wasn't 60 points in 73 games. It was like 60 and 50. He yeah, because he was so slow to start the yeah. year. Yes. Noted uh, Matt Barzell fantasy holder, Steve Tangle. Oh, um, no. oh, man. He was so bad. He was so bad. Him, 
Rupe hints. I drafted the all slow start team, <laughs> which also ended up being the all great second half team. And I was pissed. Oh my God. I was really pissed. I was like, I thought these players were good and got rid of them. And turns out they were good. And I should have never got rid of them. My problem in fantasy is I always get rid of guys too fast. And the one year I hold on, they suck. It's awful. Anyway, yeah, Matt Barzell is going to get some money. <laughs> All right. Do we want to talk about what happened at UEFA, Jesse? Uh, sure. Did you guys see this? Oh. With Camila uh, Cabello? Which part of it? Like, well, yeah. the game was insane. Uh, the game, the, the fact that garbage Liverpool, in Paris. Yeah, the fact that Liverpool only uh, only had... Was it they lost three games all season and this is one of them or something? Like it's, yeah. It's, oh, it's I didn't crazy. even crazy. I didn't even send a text to my father-in-law. Oh, um, I'm sure he was t- devastated. I didn't. I didn't even do it. But the I thought the thing that was the most interesting was the halftime show, which um, was it halftime or pregame? It was a pregame. I, don't I know. thought it was halftime. Um, but regardless, uh, you know, soccer fans are tough, 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 and they're traditional. They like things the way they like them. Uh, there's a documentary done by David Beckham's company, uh, and it's supposed to be about the rise of the EPL, but really what it ends up being is a couple of seasons or a couple of episodes on some smaller teams that are not even in League One anymore, and then um, uh, and then uh, basically Manchester United. It's mostly you know David and his buddies talking how cool they were. But one of the things they talk about is when Sky Sports bought the rights in the early 90s, they started to try to Americanize it a little bit. Mm. So they had you know, big helicopter openings and they had cheerleaders and they had halftime shows, things like that. And fans just didn't respond to it. Doesn't work. So what happened yesterday is Camila Cabello gets out to perform. Pre-game. Pre- oh, it was pre-game. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, they're all excited about the game or whatever. Nothing's delayed. Nothing's wrong. Mm-hmm. Camila Cabello gets out to perform and the fans are, you know, they're banana soccer fans, Real Madrid and Liverpool, like insane fans. Yep. And they just drown her out with their own team anthems. I, I don't know what they thought was going to happen. Pepsi and UEFA, they missed the mark. They yeah. they didn't understand what event they were putting this performance at, and it's it's not the right time and place. They don't need... These soccer fans do not need this. It is not the Super Bowl where you have the casual fans tuning in just for the performance. Nobody, nobody there wants to see this or mm. needs it for their entertainment. What do you do when every fan base is the Islanders? Like <laughs> <laughs> it was completely unnecessary. Hey, what do you want and us they, to do? Okay, get ready for the opposite. Right. Like, yeah. They should have foresaw this. Yeah. It's not it, it was a bad, bad call. Uh they learned. You, listen, you live or you learn. <laughs> and they learned. There will be no more of that. Yeah. And it really no more of that. People yeah. were asking, well, like, did you know who didn't see the performance? Was it actually good or did it suck? And I think the question that's that's the wrong question. Couldn't no. hear it. That's the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, if you put um, if you put the wrong artist in front of the wrong audience, it's just never going to work. It doesn't matter how good they are. Right. And Camila Cabello, I don't like Camila Cabello is about to go on a sold out arena tour around the world. She's fine, but that's not her audience. If you wanted to bring somebody in, uh, Liverpool, one of their songs that they sing all the time is "One Kiss" from Calvin Harris and Dua Lipa. That the fans no, just break out. You could have no, done that. No, no, you're still missing the mark. It's, There's no performance. It's not, don't do that. There's There's no performance. At you all. know, you know, what, Adam. Let's get a, Everly and a bunch of her friends, and then bring in Van Halen. And they're going to perform for Everly and I like that. Well, you, I like that. Do you guys it's remember like South Park episode? Do you remember <laughs> Sars? Peace, here's Van Halen. <laughs> remember Sarstock? Yeah, I do. Yeah, they brought up Justin Timberlake, like oh, yeah. pre-world superstar. This is He's like... Senorita Justin Timberlake. Yeah, this is like just after NSYNC. 
Uh, they brought him up before ACDC and the Rolling Stones. <laughs> the dude's like dancing around having water bottles thrown at him. Yeah. This is uh, at a charity concert, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it was a classic rock concert, right? Yeah. yeah that's that's like, what it was. And like. Guess who were there? You know, you know, he probably brought an audience there that wasn't otherwise you know, going to be part of it. I honestly, honestly, that was post boy band. I don't think he had much of an audience. You got people yeah, forget yeah, he no. fell off for a he bit. He was not uh, a worldwide superstar. No, like he is right now. This was two thousand three, right? Yeah, four, but yeah, <laughs> whatever. He's getting shit thrown back. I don't know. Whoever's promoting the the show, like whoever's in charge of that UEFA, uh, like just don't. That's a bad call. Just don't. No time and place. You don't even need the pregame performance. Like you need something else, some sort of other entertainment where fans can just cheer along. Whether it's just like a a show to celebrate the countries, maybe you know some flag performance. I don't know, marching bands, yeah. that sort of stuff. Like that's what you need for a pregame soccer, not a pop star. Here's here's what you do. It's ridiculous. Here's what you do. You take a and do you have Camila's tweets? Oh yeah. Okay. I've got them. <laughs> <Are you ready? laughs> here, well, here, go ahead. I, go I ahead don't know what they the spent on Camila Cabello. Probably a, a million and a half, two million bucks. Yeah. Okay, I could have put on a better uh, pregame show with uh, you, you give me a, a you give me fifty euros, and I would have gone to the local I don't know beach shop and bought fifty euros worth of beach balls, and that's all you would have needed. Blown to do. them up, thrown them into the stands, <laughs> and that would have been bedlam. Yeah. No, you know what? Yeah. Pepsi could have made Pepsi could have made Pepsi beach balls. Fucking throw them into the crowd. We're done. About branding. Wild. Pepsi Beach Balls. Let's go. Can't sell the Jesse Blake Sports Report, though. I don't know if I can do it. No, I'm kidding. Names name suck. You're name incredible. Sucks. You're incredible. <laughs> that would have cost nothing. Yeah. Well, I, I like the idea. Actually, you're right. You're right. That would have been way better. Yeah, it's uh, Why? Why is a pop star at this soccer so, match? Let me read these tweets, Jesse, because yeah. you brought them up. Um, playing, playing back our performance, and I can't believe people were singing their team's anthem so loud during our performance. Like, my team and I worked tirelessly for so long to bring the right vibes and give a good show. Very rude, but whatever. I'm glad you guys loved it. Yeah, that's very uh, not mad. And not, she, not she mad deleted online. them, what was it? I think it was like 18 minutes after she tweeted it. She, she was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm getting that off the internet. Well, that's not a great ratio. It's not the yeah. worst ratio I've ever seen, but it's not a good one. I think... Well, especially for Camila, who whose fans literally, if she if she breathes one a separate way, they're like, "Oh my God, Queen!" You know, like yes, she she's <laughs> the thing is with Camila, um, is that I I think I I don't know. May, is there no performer that could have made that work? No, not even Rihanna. Not like not. No, oh, you're doing pregnant. the pop star thing again, Beyonce. Nobody. No, some, some name and pop star. Maybe a Brit. Maybe. Probably not. why? Why do no, we? No, you need, don't need to do it. Why do we have a singing show before the match? I don't have a problem with them trying something. I would have a problem with them trying it again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Learn your lesson. Okay. I like my beach ball idea. Did you see what happened with Sana Chen too? No. So Sana Chen is a uh, is a um, League One team. Was a League One team. Oh, the French team. That's right. Yes. And they were and they were on the second leg of a of a match. And if they tied or lost, they were going to be relegated. Okay. And they the they tied um uh and they tied on aggregate 2-2 and uh their fans rushed the field and started throwing flares at them. Oh god. Like 
like rant and you like when you see the replay it's insane like you it's woodbine beat the, the show game, now long weekend yeah no the game ends and it's just it's like world war z just everybody flying out and these just flares start and these guys are not whipping flares they are chasing the players oh, off yeah. the field and oh, what's God. amazing is they were so mad at their own team that the other team while celebrating on the field and didn't realize what was going on they ran right past them they oh, ran God. right past yeah. them it's I'm from the video that it's I crazy. saw. I don't know if any of the players were. I don't, are we allowed to run someone else's YouTube video who was there? Mm, probably not. Probably, probably not. not. Yeah. Okay. Well, can, let me, can I see? Can you, you turn can, it? Yeah. yeah, we can run. We yeah. can narrate. Let me see. Let me see. So, oh, my glasses are so here's the game is going to end here soon. Yeah. And uh, the players are running All off right. the field. The celebrating. To celebrate. The winning team is running on and the fans. <laughs> the fans are, are chasing me. There's the, at least. 200 people on the field right and there's a guy with the flare the 300 yeah there's the Whipping first flare is that a guy two three four five six seven like eight, that's clearly oh a, my goodness it's clearly yeah. a fan group right look at the and like they got arms on them look at that look at that it looks like it's like it's literally watching a battle breakout and 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 it they basically they just basically put a bunch of flares so in front of the exit they're throwing flares at the winning team no 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 flares no. at, at their, their own team, team? Because oh they got my relegated. god so that oh that yeah wow. no no here go back to the beginning and watch them the winning team runs on yeah, the field. Yeah. The fans run right past them. Now, let me just throw this out there. So this would be like if, ever, if Adam, you and I were at the game. <laughs> if, game if when seven. the Leafs lost game seven, you and I, from, from the from the second death, yes. we run down, we start throwing flares at Mitch Marner yes. for yeah. losing the game. Even though Mitch yeah. Marner played great. <laughs> yeah, this is why whenever someone's like, oh, man, it's just so hard to play in Toronto, I'm like, shut your face. Yeah. No, we're not throwing flares at John Tavares. They invade the field. So some of these people are celebrating yeah it's hard to play soccer but, some, but a lot of a lot of these players and there's one guy with a flare and everybody else from that fan group there's clearly a fan section yeah on mm -hmm. the home side of the field there right and they all have flares all of them and you know what's so fucking crazy that. oh my god oh my god it's so crazy that you're allowed to bring a flare into a game yeah. like like even at tfc they're allowed to do it and i'm like i i know that it's a tradition and i know that but but in a in a vacuum in a vacuum it's crazy that's a crazy thing, it's, right? It's fire. Yeah. You're literally oh bringing God. something that catches on fire. You're not allowed to do thing anything with fire. They've it's thrown <laughs> at least 50 flares. At least Okay, maybe 100. That's unbelievable. It's hard to play hockey in Toronto. It's hard to play soccer anywhere. Anywhere, man. There's a story like this every week. Oh my God. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. I did not see that. Yeah, <laughs> not not happy, not a happy fan group. Anyway, let's do the press conference.